Blog Talk Radio. Islam dignifies. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Uh, welcome to Elevated Places. This is the Thursday night edition of Elevated Places, and I am your host, Sister Ava Muhammad. My co-host is Brother Terrence Muhammad. Our executive producer is Sister Rona Muhammad. Our contributor and analyst, international correspondent, is Reuben, Brother Reuben Muhammad. And, of course, as always, this is a forum, and what makes this show work, or this program, I should say, work, um, is you. Those of you who are logged in at blogtalkradio.com forward slash places. And those of you who call in and listen or call in, uh, best of all, and weigh in on the numerous uh, topics of importance and interest to the human family in general, but specifically to black people um, here in America and then beyond the borders of this continent, our past, our present and most importantly now, our future. And, of course, it is a pleasure to be back with you. The call-in number, 563-999-3065, 563-999-3065. Before we uh, go to my co-host to uh, lay out what we can expect this evening, I want to uh, remind you that uh, I'm pleased to announce that the second episode of Elevated Places on NoOneRadio.com aired two days ago. Uh, We are on Tuesday evenings live, every Tuesday evening live from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central, 7 to 9 Eastern Standard Time through NoOneRadio.com. Dot com uh, also broadcast uh, 
through elevated place uh, through uh, the radio station, but also uh, there are numerous Facebook Live uh, broadcasts uh, at the same time. The main one coming from um, no one radio.com and that's K N O W number one dot com. We are live in the studio. And of course, we are video recorded by NFA Studios. NFA Studios does the video recording of elevated places every Tuesday evening. So we invite you to uh, begin to join us on that program as well. Um, we are so thankful. We are eternally uh, grateful to Allah that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam delegation who spent the final days of Ramadan in the holy city of Mecca uh, to perform Umrah have returned uh, safe and sound uh, from that lengthy journey. For many of them, it was the first time they had ever traveled into Mecca and even for those who had been before, this was the pinnacle of their experiences. And uh, we just couldn't do this program without hearing from at least one of the members of the delegation to give us a bird's eye view of what that experience uh, was like. And so in a short period of time, we're going to uh, have our brother come on. It's a real blessing because they all just got in this past Saturday and uh it 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 takes time uh to recover from that type of journey. Uh so we're looking uh, forward to hearing from our special guest uh this evening. Um again the current paper, the final call newspaper, it is a must have issue. And like most issues of the final call, it is News, but it is also a collector's item, and um, we—I know—we all have questions that we want to ask. Uh, I know one thing I would like to hear described is uh, the giving of the names, Brother Terrence, Ooh. and um, what that experience was like, uh, among other things. But this is a beautiful issue of the Final Call newspaper from the front cover to the wonderful photographs inside and, and the testimony of uh, the delegation, the, the personal reflections that are contained. And, of course, uh, we prepare here in Chicago uh, to celebrate the close of the blessed month of Ramadan this coming uh, Saturday. I will be in Richmond, Virginia, I will not That's be right. here, but the celebration certainly doesn't depend on me being here. But uh, I will be in Richmond, Virginia on Saturday, this Saturday, the 15th of June. Um, our executive producer of Elevated Places, Sister Rona Muhammad, will also be there. And uh, we will be at the Faith Community Baptist Church uh, in Richmond, Virginia at 2 o'clock p.m., Town hall meeting should blacks consider separation. Um, and so at, at this point, Brother Terrence, I'm going to 
toss the mic over to you. I it's up to you whether you reveal your whereabouts. You could be anywhere <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> well, that that is true. That is true. We want to go ahead and just run through a couple of things, Dr. Ava, so we can get this quickly, so we can get this guest right on to our show. Yes, yes. But there's there's so much, and there's always something going on in the news. And as you said, um, the Final Call mm-hmm. um, newspaper is just absolutely extraordinary. And I just want to let everybody mm-hmm. know that, you know, there is the possibility that you can contribute to the Final Call newspaper because I did see a couple of pictures in there. I was like, hey, hey, I, <laughs> I got that picture. Hey. So I was just, you know, I was elated because, you know, modern technology, you can do a bunch with screenshots and capture certain things because we thank modern technology to be on Facebook Live uh, last week as the delegation was in Mecca and our brothers, brother Jason and Kareem, um, brother Sutan was doing Facebook Live and was able to capture and see. It's one thing when I remember student uh, minister, brother Abdul Sharif, talked about the hallways and the goals when he was over on the trip overseas with the minister, but it's another thing to hear, but it's another thing to see it and to see the big doors. He's talking about these huge doors and to see that huge door um, that, you know, we have always been talking about in these different countries. It just blew, it, it was blowing my mind. So that whole article needs to be read. So we thank um, the Final Call staff and the whole delegation, but we're going to come back to that. Um, we want to also let people know to be reminded that next week in Detroit, the reparation conference that will be going on in Detroit, there's a in Cobra is hosting a reparation conference uh, on next week, which will be powerful. Also, my brother, good brother, brother, my son, my son of the New York Justice League, uh, they will be hosting the King Stop Killing Kings, King Stop Killing Kings um, this Saturday in Newark, New Jersey, uh, at the Terrace Ballroom at 3 p.m. Um, this came out of, you know, we, we hear what's going on with Nipsey and the gangs coming together, um, but we have to stop killing one another. Kings stop killing kings. That's in Newark. And that was a shooting, uh, a killing last night of a young man in Memphis. But all the reports, people are still gathering yes. reports because six cops were hospitalized, 24 was injured. But they said that it's getting blown out of proportion. A lot of people on the ground said they're hyping it up more um, than what it is, but we're waiting to hear more uh, reports on what's going on down in Memphis. So there's a lot going on down there. Shout out to the Columbia Law School, black students at Columbia Law School. Shout out to you all because you got old Elizabeth out of there, the prosecutor on the Central Park 5 case. Uh, she was a professor there. She resigned from Columbia Law as a professor there. She got up out of there. Yes, after the pressure of the black law students at Columbia Law, Elizabeth is gone. And we're seeing more of our brothers and sisters from the Central Park Five doing more and more interviews, and hopefully we may get a shout-out from our brother Yusef Salam, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, so, you know, the story has always been out there, but thanks to our sister Ava, the other Ava, <laughs> filmmaker, uh, putting the story of the Central Park Five Ava back out there. Me. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And also today, I think it is the International Albinism Awareness uh, Day. They're doing a rebroadcast of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when he did that on social media when he addressed the uh, community of albinism, um, albino community, brothers and sisters, 
So that day is celebrated today. Um, so, Dr. Ava, we can just kind of run back right around the railroad tracks and get right back in it. Cause like I said, there's a lot going on. The tour is going, like you said, in Richmond. It feasts in Chicago. It feasts in Detroit. It feasts in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I just hope everybody is enjoying uh, that it. But the, the, the sights that we saw uh, um, in Mecca just un, 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 unbelievable. So I'm just thankful to still be here on the planet because me and your husband just celebrated our birthday this past Saturday. So we're mm-hmm. still here, still kicking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to also just uh, take a moment for everybody just to remember the ones that uh, inspired you that, you know, we always talk about the ancestors, you know, years ago, hundreds of years, 50, 60 years ago, but there's ancestors that actually walked with us, people that we knew that walked with us. And I say that because my mentor, the brother that started me as a community activist and led me into the nation, his transition happened 20 years ago um, today. And I just want everybody to take a note and remember those that helped get us to where we are, to make us who we are, uh, to be in the space that we are today um, as we embark on our journey in life in whatever endeavors um, that we may be doing. So I think we almost are ready, but I'm not sure. Uh, we can yes, keep um, going. Oh, we are ready. So the, our, our, our guest is here. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I, I want if our, our guest is here, um, want to go ahead and bring him on, and I want him so I don't mess nothing up to give the correct <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying and meaning of the new name. But this is a brother that I love dearly um, because you know you 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 partner with different people in different work, even though he may be one of our national officials, he's a good brother. Uh, he comes out of the spirit that I came out of when I was a student at North Carolina A&T. I was part of the Nation of Islam Student Association and became president. And then to later years later learned that he was down there in Atlanta um, doing the same thing with that squad down there and teaching down there before. Anybody ever heard of him on a national scene, but we – and both of them have been putting in that work, and he's been putting in his work for years. So we now know him as our national student secretary, uh, formerly Brother Burvey, who is doing an excellent <laughs> job. And we thank him because our Brother Sutan, when he was on a trip, lost his voice. But Brother Sutan gave our Brother Burvey, uh, formerly Brother Burvey, a cell phone so he can do a commentary on the walk as they was going through the beautiful edifice that there was at, and he talked for two hours and gave a tour for two <laughs> hours and gave us so much jewels, so many jewels, and we just are so thankful, 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 thankful for it. So we want to welcome our brother, and like I said, he's going to give you the blessed new name that a lot of our delegation got, but formerly Student National Secretary Brother Burvey. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Malik Salam, sir. Malik Salam. Sister Ava, so good hearing your voice. Brother Terrence, so good hearing your voice. Praise be to Allah. Great to be back. So, the spelling uh, of my name, I want to thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for uh, my name. The spelling is S A apostrophe A B, pronounced Sa'ad. Alim Muhammad, 
Um, and Alim, the odd, Alim, Muhammad, yes. And Alim means the knowing or knower. And I must admit, uh, the album Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, did not assign a meaning to the name Sa'ad. Uh, he referenced mm. the 38th surah of the Holy Quran mm. that is pronounced Sa'ad. Uh, but he mentioned that the scholars are wrangling over its meaning and it's a mystery to them. Uh, so when you look in the Holy Quran, when you look in there, there is no uh, English translation for Sa'ad. And so um, the minister said there are some definitions that exist for S-A apostrophe A-D. However, uh, he uh, has not sanctioned any of those definitions and indicated that Allah has yet to give the understanding of that name from his perspective. So I'm unable to say, Brother Terrence, what that means. <laughs> uh, but uh, I like, I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, I went from Burvi to Sa'ad. So I'm going to tell you, you know, I've I, I've been practicing it myself for some time, and and others have been practicing it as well. So, you know, I I, I love the uh, uniqueness of it, and I'm I'm getting geared up yeah. for people to call, say it all kind of ways, just like they used to say, burvy, burv, burve, you know, bv, all kind of stuff. So, I'll I'll praise it due to Allah. But I I've got to you know I, I suspect you might have some questions, but I just have to say that. It was the most phenomenal uh, travels I've ever had in my life. If you add up everything before then, it it doesn't match uh, this trip because to, for any number of reasons, to one, to go to what we believe and are taught is the best part of the planet Earth, the Holy City Mecca. Uh, where the root of civilization that we've been taught began, and to visit the holy sites in Medina and in Mecca, and we even went to Jeddah. But to be in Medina initially, and we spent three days, and to be in the Prophet's Mosque, peace be upon them, and on the night of power, uh, and performing Rakaz right there in the mosque And it's just a magnificent Facility uh, I mean the, yeah. the the care And the attention that went into this Structure is just amazing And then to watch the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Just be received so well And You know for those who For whatever reason maintain That Ooh. we in the nation of Islam Are not real Muslims Come on come on with Brother that Ter- come on. Brother Terry, I got a, I got a new line for him, Brother Terry. Come on, I got a new come line. On. If, if, they, if anybody comes that way with that, I'm gonna say this: whenever oh. your leader get, whenever mm. your leader gets a police escort through the Holy City Mecca, then come talk mm. to us. Right, come on, Until come on, then, <laughs> please save it. Because when we left Medina and got to Mecca, once we hit the city limits. Of Mecca, the police picked up our caravan and drove us for another 20 to 30 minutes through the cities, uh, the streets of Mecca, 
all the way to the driveway of our hotel. And I just have to say, we, we entered Mecca, and it was still Ramadan, and just this sight was just so amazing to see all of these Muslims just together unified and making prayer, migrant prayer, at the same time. And where else can you go on the planet where in every hotel room there's a speaker system that you can turn on where you can hear the Adan being called to prayer and hear the entire prayer service right in your hotel room. Yes. And to look out of our hotel room and to see tens of thousands into the hundreds of thousands of Muslims walking to the mosque. And some and many knew they weren't going to make it inside, and so they just stopped where they were on the street, Sister Ava. And there were thousands, thousands praying on concrete with no prayer rugs either. They just they walked for miles to get to that uh, unified Ummah prayer service, made the three or four rakahs, and then walked back home only to come back a couple hours later and do it all over again. And so Mecca never, I mean, never slowed down. At midnight, one, two, three in the morning, it looked like it was three in the afternoon with the hundreds of thousands of people out. And there were some people that would come to Al-Haram, which is the area that encompasses the Kaaba. They would come at 2 in the morning just to get a location near the Kaaba so they could say prayer because they knew if they got there at 4 o'clock, they wouldn't even be able to get in. And so uh, and one time I did go to prayer at 4 o'clock in the morning at the Kaaba and was on the fourth level, on the roof level, if you will, of Al-Haram. And that's just because that was the only place you could make prayer. And so even though uh, Hajj is not for another three months, Ramadan was over, it still became packed at every prayer service. And Albert Miss Lewis Farrakhan said, nowhere on the planet. Do you see the worship of Allah and the prayer being reverenced like you do in the holy city of Mecca as well as Medina? So, and, and to watch, we were, and, and Brother Terrence, you may have seen this on this live feed on Brother Imam Sultan's um, Facebook page. And so, Ava, this, you know, we, we, <laughs> we think. We thank the enemy for this technology they put together, right? <laughs> right because, because it absolutely serves to to correct the falsehood that's out there yes, about the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So what what does it yes. mean when there's a live feed going, prayers over, and then you see real time the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan being almost mobbed? By those yes. who are saying yeah. prayers well, just to shake his hand, get a picture, get a glimpse of them, speak to him real time. So we could say Listen that, and he could say that, and then we can show you real time this happening in uh, Mecca at the mosque. And so we're grateful to uh, Allah and the person of Master Fard Muhammad. I made sure that we come called on, his on. name on mm. our live feed. Because we know our Savior, the one who came and left Mecca, 
and traveled all over the world looking for a people who fit the description of those who would be lost from their own, and he found us right here in North America and raised that one. So we made sure that we lifted the name of the most Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, so there was no confusion. You know, That's we're right. grateful for the experience. We're grateful for the rituals that have been established, but we are very clear that very. one man came for us, and that's Master Far Muhammad. And so we can never, ever, and should never, ever act like we somehow came into consciousness on our own were it not for him. Were it not that's for right. him, we wouldn't be in Mecca. Were it not for him, we wouldn't be reading the Holy Quran. So it's like this, hey, hey, as the young folks say, miss me with that. Talking about we're not real Muslims or somehow we don't have the truth. What we have is what the man who brought us from the grave, our spiritual grave, into enlightenment, hey, that, that's like chopping our feet off and thinking that we somehow going to run a race. No, no, we're not. So we're grateful to Allah and the person of Master Farad Muhammad and most honorable Muhammad for the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So that's my introduction. Thank you all <laughs> for having me on this uh, on this call. Well, I have I do have a, I do have a few questions, uh, Brother Saad, and yes, um, I, I do want to say first of all that. Uh, you know what your your opening remarks are are so profound and spiritual okay, and the fact summer. that your first uh can you hear me yes ma'am, yes, ma'am. okay the, you know that the first first thing you said was uh the anyone who questions uh whether or not we are the real Muslims, right. then uh, take a look at this experience. Now, right. when when Brother Darius and I went uh, to perform Umrah way back in 93, there was no mm-hmm. Internet. Um, there, mm-hmm. We did not have the technology. And it, it's amazing that in the wake of the defamatory attacks and the relentless assault on the minister that he and those of you who were selected to accompany him are are now presented to the world in this fashion. And I'm going to just say this honestly, not to be flattering. I can't get enough of these photos. And (laughs) I'm hoping that we get you know, two things, uh, that someone makes a DVD or yep. uh, puts this in, in a format where we can, you know, streams that maybe NFA Studios can make something. And then we need uh, to, someone needs to create a coffee table book. You know, and I, I will... <laughs> I would pay anything for it because I can't get enough. I I literally mean that I have through this paper over and over and over again. Okay. And what, 
you know, when, when we made our little visit as individuals and it was not during Ramadan and we, we were blessed to, but we went through a nightmare getting visas in Cairo uh, Mm -hmm. to go into Saudi Arabia because the minister told us at the last minute to go to Mecca because we were planning just to go to Egypt as tourists and then go down to Aswan where Master Father Muhammad's father was is from. And the minister said, oh, no, you can't be that close to Mecca and not go. Get a visa and go over there and <laughs> do your Umrah. And I think a lot we did, but, we, you know, we did not go. For you all to go during the last uh, ten nights right. of, of Ramadan right. Mm. Right. and um, there's just so many aspects of this. There just has to be a a photographic collection, but then I read the testimony of, of you all, and all this has just got to be in some sort of permanent form. Um, to see the brotherhood and sisterhood that you all share with each other, but also, as you said, just a little glimpse of the reaction, the few photos there were of of people there approaching the minister and those right. uh, like get the, and the young brothers who are from there, uh, right. the reaction. And, and I know that I came away with when you go there and you're in the nation of Islam, you don't come away with this uh, view of, of Saudi Arabia as some place that conferred Islam on you. Every right. last thing we've been taught is right and exact. Right. And we're we're the real Muslims. They they That's are right. awestruck by us because we are really practicing Islam in the in the the central headquarters of Shaitan. Go ahead, right. to save them. You know, Go ahead and to save and to see but that all that gets to the point. I want to ask about the names and what you just laid out about your name. Everybody needs to know that. Okay. That is so powerful. And I wanted to know if you were present when he did, when he conferred any of the other names or, you know, just some little tidbits. (laughs) If you can recall any. Well, I can can run down locations for names for sure. So before, okay. as we, when we, and Sister Ava, and just because you said that, I text you some pictures as well. Uh, just to see some <laughs> other pictures. <laughs> but, but before Crazy. I go to the name, Sister Ava, let me tell you how, how connected you are to the spirit and the energy. Word is bond to the Savior. Three of us that were on the trip this morning, if I think about a brother Tyler, formerly brother Jason, Mm-hmm. Said we should do a coffee table book. Come on, today, 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 this morning, this morning, today, about ten hours ago. And what we said was, we're gonna, inshallah, the if the minister approves, we're gonna make it a fundraiser for Muhammad University of Islam. Go ahead, go ahead, because. Because I'm telling you, we have some phenomenal pictures to say. Yes. Phenomenal pictures. 
And, I am and thirsty for more. Can you imagine looking? Can you imagine looking at at being on the twenty seventh floor of a hotel and looking over the minister's shoulder? Shoulder, he's looking right. at the top of. <laughs> I, God, I'm looking at the top of. Oh, oh my God! Oh yes! Oh, I can't. That's my favorite one. Yes, because <laughs> hey. I love this. Billions of them. That's Listen, that that picture. Okay. It it it's, uh, and 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 consider. Oh, it's just amazing. So let me get to these names. So <laughs> this is executive yeah, assistant. Yeah, uh, we're a long way from Chicken George. Okay. Right. Oh. <laughs> we need to understand that we're a long way from Ooh. Chicken George. We. Mm-mm-mm. Names that Allah is keeping a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Your name. But anyway, some of the other stuff. Let me shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, and, it, and it's it's a uh, it's a little more to it as well. But I'm gonna tell you, um, sister, yeah. sister, formerly yeah. sister Kim, sister Amina, yeah. uh, and her name is Amina Baina Muhammad. Okay. So, by Baina, Baina Muhammad. And she received her name when we were in New York on our way out. So, we had just flown (laughs) from Chicago to New York, and she received her first name, Amina, there in New York. Then we flew from Mm. New York to Dubai. And we were in Dubai at our, at, in the, First class lounge there because you know not 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 and I say it like that for a reason not just because not just because there was a police mm. escort but as guests of the king they covered all the expenses. And, 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 and Paul's right there. First class <laughs> in Dubai, not just first class in right. Dubai. Okay, because I'm, Dubai I'm, I'm telling you the where whole we. Place. Wealthy, so to say, first class there. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm just trying to tell you now. I'm just trying to tell you the 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 level of uh, respect that the king of Saudi Arabia, mm. who is now called the custodian of the two holy sites in Islam, he, he's now mm. he, that that's a newer title within the last. I'm not sure how many years, but he's now the custodian. Of the two holy sites mm-hmm. of Islam, two holiest sites of Islam, and it's from his office that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was hosted and his uh, delegation. So it's like, you know, when you put it all together, it's like no, 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 no. no. Any, anyone who, who anyone who makes any claims like that is just really hating because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is getting <laughs> that attention from That's those right. who. Who know a little bit about it? Who know a little history about Islam? Who have a little responsibility when it comes to maintaining the holy houses when those individuals host you? And in fact, about it, you all may hear in one of the videos where one of the custodians or administrators of the mosque in Medina literally says, and we have this on tape, that sometimes when people come to your home, you you can't wait for them to leave. Right. But it was just the opposite with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that they did not want to see him leave. Right. And so mm. that was said that was said inside the mosque as we were meeting with one of the administrators. 
So as we flew to Dubai, uh, we were in the lounge, and that is when I think it was, I think if I have it right, maybe 10.30 p.m., I know Sister Naima wrote it down, but that is when she received her name, formerly Sister Sandy. And so uh, I, I was not near the minister as he started to have that conversation, but we became aware because we were kind of spread out a little bit, and we became aware that he had just named Sister, formerly Sister Sandy, Sister Naima. And so when we went from Dubai, we flew into Medina and stayed there for three days, and, and no one received any names there, but it was still tremendous to be in the minister's presence and listen to him recount his former experiences and times that he was once there and the things that he went through. And and he talked about how his first trip was in 1977 to Mecca. And so he was giving us that history. And so then, and and so you'll, you'll love this. When we, when we had our caravan from, we drove from Medina to Mecca, which is like the distance from Detroit to Chicago. Our driver, Sister Ava, of this delegate in our vehicle, as part of this caravan that is being sanctioned by the king of Saudi Arabia, our driver was 18 years old. Mm. <laughs> wow. One eight. Wow. 18, as serious as a heart attack. Another driver was 21 years old. Another driver was 22 years old. So when we talk about training them up fast, come on, we talk about training them up fast, and here you have guests of the king, and you've got an 18-year-old driver in the delegation, and that's all good about the E-team would have the team, the members that was with us, they were, they were, they gave them respect because of how they mm. drive it. Because they could, they could fall right into the E team delegation and drive for us right now <sighs> at 18, 20, 21, 22 years old. So mm. they they owned the highway. They owned the <laughs> highway, and and this, the driver that was behind the minister's vehicle, oh, he made it perfectly clear that there was nobody that was gonna pull up next to that vehicle. And mm. just sit there. <laughs> so I'm, no, I, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I'm yeah, talking about I, I you, <laughs> you, almost have, you almost had to close your eyes if you were behind him because that driver was so serious to not let anybody pull up next to that vehicle that if they weren't careful, they would end up on the shoulder of the highway. So, so when we we got to Mecca, we got to Medina, we, we I mean Mecca, and we had our uh, experiences, and it was really on our way back from Mecca. Uh, when we, on our way back from Mecca, when we left Mecca and then drove to Jeddah, which is about an hour away, and then uh, it, it was in Jeddah, in fact, when pretty much the rest of us received our names, myself. Brother Abdul Wazir, formerly Brother Donald, Brother Abdul Khalil, formerly Brother Daryl, uh, Brother uh, uh, Kadir Shifa, formerly Brother Thomas, uh, and then Brother Talib, formerly Brother Jason, Brother Hawk, formerly Brother Robert, uh, and I'm trying to think. Sadiqi? Uh, yes, Brother Abdul Sadiq, uh, formerly Brother Melvin. And then Brother 
um, Anthony, formerly Brother Anthony, Brother Abdul Aziz. So it was between uh, Jetta, really, Jetta, and it might have been one or two names given in Riyadh, but it was on our way back on the backside of the trip. And then, uh, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, you know, Allah blessed us. But you're talking about a journey, Sister Abe. It was literally 38 hours we were in transit on our way back. We left at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. We left at 9 a.m. on Friday morning from our hotel in Mecca. We drove to Jeddah, flew from Jeddah to Riyadh, Riyadh to Dubai, Dubai to New York, and New York to Chicago. And the reason why I was like that is simply because you know, some of the flights Leo. that we needed, well, they just didn't have enough seats and we weren't going to break up the delegation. So yes, sir. We, had to, yes, sir. we had to fit it in so that we all could stay together. And and obviously, yes. if the minister couldn't have the first-class accommodations, then we couldn't take that flight because there was just no way. There was no way any of us, well, we just weren't going to be on no flight where <laughs> no, he wasn't in first class. It was like... Right. So 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 that that's that's how the uh names um were were uh, wow. um, given out on the trip. And and, and Dr. Oh, Ava is it's interesting because everybody, you know, we, we some folks got a snippet of the names before they went out and I was like, Oh my god and it was just blowing my mind because we, we know when he was on the West Coast with the Nipsey thing, so it was it was very oh, yeah. interesting. And it's very also interesting, Dr. Ava, that, you know, I got a phone call um, from a brother early one morning. He said, um, are you, and he called me, so are you in Medina? I'm like, what you, am I, am I, am I, I'm like, what, who calling me tomorrow, are you in Medina? And this is a brother, a Muslim scholar, and he said, I heard, you know, that your father, you know, your, you know, he used the code, it was in Medina. He would just want to know if I was with him. And I was like, wow, he said, it's time. He told me, it's time. He said, I'm a part of this, you know, kind of international group of Muslim scholars that conversate. He said, it's time, and I'll be talking to you later. So I don't know what, you know, was going on, and I didn't hadn't seen the videos and known everything, but I had gotten a phone call that, you know, someone had ran into the minister in Medina, and they called me. It was like, did you know? Did you know? And I was like, what are you talking about? So it just it's interesting that this has, like, the ripples of fat is like literally gone all over the world. And, and mm-hmm. I will say, but um, I thank you for that Facebook Live because one of the pictures in the final call, I was screenshotting all the little pictures that you was, all little sites, screenshot, screen, mm-hmm. and cropping mm-hmm. them and just made a collage of them and posted them on social media because mm-hmm. those the one pictures when you said after prayer they came all, is that one picture the brother reached down and shook his hand Right after right. the other brother said, "When I see you, man, I see the prophet." Peace be upon him. Come on. Listen, and, and let me let me tell you this: on the front cover, Sister Ava, of the final call, you see, uh, you see a, a, a small picture at the top with myself and Brother Talib and uh, an older lady, and. Let me give you yeah. your listeners yeah. the backdrop of that story. So yeah. So let me give you the backdrop to that story. So we went to Al Nur, which is the mountain where Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him received the revelation. And I must tell you to say when we were on the street leading up to the mountain, 
Word is bond. The hill leading up to the base of the mountain was about 60 degrees. And we wow. were leaning. Yes, yes. But when we got to the base of the mountain, we took a break because we were already winded a bit, right? Because we were leaning just to walk up the hill to get to the mountain. Just trying to give an idea of how steep we're talking about. In fact, about it, one of the vehicles that we were, were driving in before we left was trying to back up that hill and could not. That's how steep it was. So, so about 12 of us started at the base of the mountain, and and it was tremendously steep. And if you did not already have some moderate workout program, then it just was not going to happen. And sure enough, you know, we had a couple of people in the delegation that just just could not make it all the way up because it was just that steep. And, of course, nobody, you know, you know, we all understood that, you know, this is going to catch you if you do not already have some workout that you undertake. And so there were five of us that I'm aware of, five out of the 12 that made it to the top. It was myself, Brother Ishmael, um, Sister Naima, Brother Hassan, and Brother uh, Nadir Shafa, um, who made it to the top. And Brother uh, Nadir and Brother Ishmael actually went in the cave on the other side of the mountain. So you have to go to the top and then down a little bit. But by the time we got up there, it was so crowded that we just couldn't make it. So nevertheless, Sister Naima uh, told me that when we were at the top, she helped this older lady get up a step, but we were still moving towards the top. And I really didn't pay much attention because there were a lot of people there. And so we decided to finally turn around because we just did not believe we were going to make it in that cave you know, with the the sheer number of people up there. As we were coming back, I saw the same lady, uh, not realizing that Sister Naima had already assisted her. And I helped her down one step. Now, we're at the very top of this mountain. Mm. And I helped her down one step, and she kind of held on to me. I said, oh, okay. So let me help her a little more. So Sister Naima got on the other side. I'm getting on the other side, and we're walking her down. And Sister Naima says, well, there's a rail right there. Let's get her to the rail. And she didn't speak right. any English. Brother Terrence, we got near that rail. <laughs> like, mm-mm, mm-mm. You know, she just shook her head like, no, no. I was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to help her a little bit more. So Sister Naima said her arm started hurting because, you know, we're holding on to this lady. So then Brother Talib came. So the two of us were helping mm-hmm. this lady. We get about halfway down the mountain, we see her group of friends that she was with. No English now. No English. See her group of friends. We go to take her to her friends where they're sitting down, you know, we're thinking just resting or waiting on her. She shakes her head like, no, no. Y'all meet me at the bottom of the mountain because I'm not letting them go. And I said to myself, <laughs> I said, oh, okay. This is us for till the bottom of this mountain. And and Sister Ava, you know, but as I was thinking, though, I said, see, see, she's a woman. And let a man make a woman secure. She's not letting go. And and so <laughs> here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> you don't hear me. That, some some of the steps were so steep. Word is bond. They oh, were I so saw. steep oh, for her. Right. 
that I got down on the step below and let her lean on me, Sister Ava, literally. Her body leaning on me so she can get her left foot or right foot on the next step and then to stand back up. That's just how steep some of these places were. And so literally, when we got to the base of the mountain, she went for her purse. And I was like, no, 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 no. She's like, you know, she started nodding her head like, yes. But she pulled out her camera, and she wanted to take a picture with us to, I guess, memorialize these two black Americans from America. Yes. Come on, This Helped her from the top of the mountain. All the Man. way to the bottom, and it took us about an hour and a half to come down that mountain with this lady who looked like oh, she was in goodness. her mid-70s. And when we got to the base, Sister Naima, actually, the woman came up to the vehicle, because, and she's just talking in Turkish. We found out that she was Turkish, and she said she was a doctor, an ear, nose, and throat doctor mm-hmm. from Turkey. And she's just going in Turkish, but we recorded it. And, of course, we just didn't understand what she was saying. But you knew she was so appreciative and grateful. Mm-hmm. And and clearly she was white. And so that's for anybody who wants to say that we somehow Man. got some color complex. We're taught that when there's somebody in need, that we are, are duty-bound as Muslims to aid if we can. And sure. so sure. there was no issue with the fact that she was white that we somehow would say that we're not going to help her. Absolutely not. She needed assistance. And that's what we're taught as followers of the most honorable Muhammad under the guidance of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. And we helped that lady all the way down to the base of that mountain. And never she never let us go, and we didn't let her go. So I just wanted to that's give amazing. back the backdrop as well. Oh, and that's, yeah. Dr. Ava, that's nowhere near the story that I even even imagined. Because when you see Brother Talib's videos, those I'm like, how in the world did y'all do that? Those things, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, I, I'm I'm just not into this ritual. Y'all do this ritual, I'm I'm gone. Because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. were steep. And the way Brother Talib said, yeah, we helped this young lady down the mountain. I'm thinking a section of the mountain, but what Brother just laid out, no, from the pinnacle no to the base. It was all the way. And so, uh, and then we went to. Oh, no, it, it's just, it, it, I mean, it's just, and it's, and it's like this. Uh, surely, well, I'll say it like this. I didn't see anybody else helping anybody else down the mountain. But mm. yes, sir. here you have, and, and quite honestly, it was only a handful of other Muslims that were either from Africa or some other part of the world on the mountain. But here you have these followers. So the most honorable Muhammad, under the guidance of the honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan, providing aid and assist to our Muslim family. And so, yes. you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot in the fact that that Ummah, that family of Muslims, is just, it's just so tremendous to say. And the minister made a comment that it was only later that we dawned on when he said, isn't it something to be in a in a, a country where you don't see any skin? And I was like, mm-hmm. right. right. You didn't, you didn't mm-hmm. see any halter tops. You didn't see any biking pants and biking shorts and Daisy Dukes. You didn't That's see right. any of that. That's right. And it was just like, you know, it's like 
unbelievable. And then he talked about all the time over the years where people would go to prayer and just throw a little sheet over their wares and just go to prayer and wouldn't think anything about it. So say, but we went shopping one night and got some uh, memorabilia for some people, souvenirs, and I wanted to go back the next morning. I went back the next morning because I wanted to get something else, but the shop was closed. So say, but the man had a little net thrown across the front of his shop that you could see through, reach over, reach under, reach around, but that's all he had, which really was not for any security, but just to let the people know they were closed. Yeah, it's closed, and exactly. That was it. That was it. And it was overnight. I remember that about it, yes. Overnight, yes. That's, all, that's all he had up. And so yes. it's like this. In, in the people's minds, stealing wasn't even an option. Right. It's like not even a consider not even a consideration. So for, yeah. uh, for us to be in this <laughs> most the, the superpower uh country in the world and so forth, but yet you got more guns than you got people in this country. And and here's a a, a country and in, in partic- a city in particular where, you know, it receives whatever um designation that it might have, but the people there are so peaceful. I'm talking about there was not even an argument we heard, let alone a crime witnessed or experienced. We only saw one, two police officers the entire time we were there who were armed. Two. The entire time. And that was on the last, that was on, in fact, that was on the last, the very last day. Never saw any police before then. And the only officers that you saw dealt with the harm who were doing pretty much crowd control. So I'm just I, I can't imagine. We can't imagine what it's like to live like that, disabled. Because we know exactly. in Chicago, there was fifty something people that got shot just the other weekend. Come on. That's right. And whether whether we realize it or not, just stepping out in the public in Chicago, it, that weighs on your mind whether you realize it or not. That that's right. Somebody can exactly. get shot at any moment right. in this place, and so we that's just right. accept it almost like just being black in America. We just accept the fact that crime is taking place and crime will take place at any moment, and there's some part of our mind that is always on the defensive to be prepared for something that might happen, but that's stress on our mind. Just stepping out and of the our knowledge. That, that, that's right. And then there's the overriding, broader-based evil that we, especially when you're a Muslim, you're, because your awareness level is sharpened just by the teachings. And when you know you're being robbed, you're being charged too much money for everything. Yeah. Yep. You're you're not being delivered proper services. Right. In exchange, you know, people are not being paid a decent right. living wage by multi-billion-dollar uh, right. multinational corporations, and and like you're saying, the stress level, and it really brings to the forefront the wisdom of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the statement separation. Say it. Say it. Say it. Only solution. That's right. Say you it. all say it. Where where it was believers. You know we're not we're not perfect, but 
it's like the it, the environment over there is completely unlike this one. Right, completely. You know, it's it's just completely unlike. And like you said, it was so important what you said. We, the descendants of slaves here, for the most part, we don't even and cannot even imagine. That's right. But it is there on this planet. That's right. And you ha- you have the people trying to portray Islam That's as right. a, a savage religion That's when right. in fact it is them who practice paganism That's and right. savagery and debauchery and oh my God. You know, and, for, and for the minister to, to decide to go there, these but mm, go ahead, right. Brother Berg, while we got you. I, I, I just wanted yeah. to say that, you know, people want to designate the attire of the women as being oppressive to them. Oh, when I have to say to you that we didn't see anything that looked like oppression of the woman in Mecca or Medina. Right. Teach and when that. I'm saying mm. that, I'm saying it's like this. No, there were women walking by themselves in in Mecca, in the stores by themselves, shopping by themselves, in the right. There was no men smacking them around, beating, pushing them out the way, kicking them. None of that happened. So the women were were free, in fact. Come on. Uh, and it's like, and when you consider, when you consider that, you know, in 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 the woman's mind, there, at the end of the day, you don't even have the right to gaze upon her if you don't uh, haven't made a commitment to her. It's like this. I mean, when you think about it, not everyone had the veils over their face, but many did, and you are precluded from being sucked into the beauty of the woman on a physical basis. You're precluded. So I'm just offering that to say that somehow the, the you know the Satan has dropped into society that. You know, if you don't have the freedom to sh- show your bosom and your backside, that somehow you're being oppressed. And that is so not when, the case, and it's so not the, it's so not the sentiment. And so, and, and and I must say, you're talking about the wisdom, Master Father Muhammad, and the Most Honorable Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to reinstitute the attire for the the MGT and GCC. Sister Naima and Sister Amina, I'm talking about they stood out and they just shined come as on, they come walked on. through the mall. No, they the did. Cities. And you, you could see the heads turning like, who are they? And just and the minister <laughs> referred to them as just angelic even. And so Ooh. I said to them on more than That's one occasion, they- when I see these, when I saw those women gazing at the MGT and GCC with us, it was almost as if they were not just inspired, but they were proud even to see yes. someone. Because many, many of them had on just black, right, and that's the culture there. But when you when they saw these bright colors coming from these sisters, it was like you could tell they they were proud and you know almost just just happy for them and wanting to know who were they and. Sister uh, Amina uh, Naima, and she would wear her cape over the garment at, uh, almost every day, and it just added another dimension to the garment. And so, you know, the 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 value and the beauty of what we've been given right here 
Man. Not I mean, all the way from the the attire to the truth that we've been given that is invincible. It's like we don't even know. We don't even know how valuable these things are that we've been given by a line of personal message in the most honorable lives. We're the we're the new Mecca. That the new Mecca's in the West, so it's coming from here. This teaching, and I'll tell you, you made me recall. You know, when I was when I was first when I first came into the nation, I and I was working as the minister's administrative assistant. I asked him one time, uh, "Why do the women have to wear white every Sunday?" I said, "You know, in special occasions." I said, "Can't we wear?" Colors, different colors on Sunday. The brothers get to wear the bow ties and different things, and all. And he mm-hmm. said no. And I said well, why? Why? And he said, "Sister, let me let me explain something to you." He said, "In Saudi Arabia, and in many of the Muslim uh, countries." Uh, because there's a difference between Islam and Arab culture. Okay. Come on now. That's right. That's there's right. Two different things. And they don't always uh, work in harmony. And he said, women are forced to wear black right. um, in in the heat, and it's the men who wear the white. And he right. said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad dressed the MGT in white on our uh, Sunday meeting to make a statement to the <laughs> wow. East. Wow. Make a statement wow. to lift up this black woman who was once sold and auctioned off naked oh, yeah. as a slave to see her covered and see the beauty of the MGT garment and why those women gays, because I had that same experience in Medina. We went to Juma Prayer in Medina. I was the only female wow. among thousands of women in white. Every <laughs> single was in black. And they were coming and t- literally touching my garment. Mm. Mm, but incredible mm, mm, mm. that was made for us, we can move in it. That's right. It's not designed to be oppressive. It's designed to be protective and beautiful. Right. And that's what right. those women were looking. And the the few photos of Sister Naima and Sister uh, Amina, I mean, I'm, uh, they, they angelic is the word. It's the word. That's right. That is so descriptive. Uh, they look absolutely beautiful. They're clean faces. And and see to I love what you're teaching on Brother Burby, this idea that modesty is oppressive. Right. When the real right. oppression is calling a woman, in order for you to have any value, you gotta be naked. I gotta see your right. breasts. I gotta see your legs. Right. That's your right. value. That's oppression. Right. That's, that's right. right. That's you, right. Look, you look, all look, brought it. And you put it in the front of our mind, too. This trip, this journey, it, it really brought back, I think, the another gift of this is to, to and, and it being during Ramadan, 
is to put back in the forefront of all of our consciousness that we're Muslims. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because sometimes but you said much with you the said disbelievers. To be to be in this country, Sister Ava, knowing that the objective of Satan is to kill the messenger of Allah. Come on. Come on. We're living in a country that has oppressed black people, period. And then add on top of that Muslims that they have labeled as militant in the past and so forth that that and, and all the, the leadership that Muslims have provided, particularly in the penal systems as well as in the community. It's like you know we're just walking targets, but yet head unbound. Mm back unbent. It's like because we're walking with oh, the servant of Allah in our midst and this man don't cower at all. And so it's like <laughs> it it I heard the minister say once it's easy to be Muslim in the Muslim country. It's easy to be Muslim. Exactly. When when you hear the Adan called across the country at the right. same time and everyone walks at the same time makes a prayer at the same time and goes at the same time, but here, here, no, no, where <laughs> Muslims make up less than one percent of the population and still have okay. to stand strong and hold the banner of Islam high. It's like, man, please, you know, big up to every member in the nation of Islam who is a sincere believer and follows Muhammad Muhammad under the guidance of Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I mean, we don't even realize how much more an added pressure it is just to be Muslim in America That's right. than it is right. to be Muslim We're in so any other strong. Muslim country. Come on now. We're so strong. Come on now. Come on now. They smoke cigarettes. They, you know, we when we were on the flight, um, when my husband and I flew from uh, Cairo to Jeddah, and of course, as you saw, Jeddah's more of a wor- very worldly. And and yeah, I, I yeah, was going to ask you too about Mecca. I understand Mecca's had a little bit of infiltration, but Jeddah's like the the trade center, you know. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. back in those days, because this was more than twenty years ago, the U.S. dollar was very strong over there at that time. It was like three times the value of their currency. So we were just rolling over. There. Living large, <laughs> so we're in first class on this flight to uh, Jeddah, and there is a young Arab woman, but she's like in in this tight dress with red lips and the whole, you know, look very European. And when that pilot said, "We're preparing our descent," okay. <laughs> She got up and went in the restroom, the little tiny airplane bathroom. And when my girl stepped out of there, you didn't see nothing but the eyes. She had that black, I forgot the name of the garment. And it's it's not as thick as it looks on TV, you know, and I know you saw that too. It's a, yes. it's a little lighter, the, the black it is. Uh, uh, robe that they drape and wrap around their head and and she came, and all that eye makeup was gone. Mm-hmm. And we learned while we were there that a lot of the, the wealthy uh, Arabs, they, they fly to Europe and buy, and you know, wear the jeans and the, 
designer right. clothes and party and drink and do, and then come back and get into their uh, routine. But but we're right. actually trying. We're making the effort to be to practice Islam. That's right. That's right. And, and Dr. Ava, going back to the beauty, it, the the one video shot that that's been all on social media, just Sister uh, Naima coming off the plane, and her 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 cape and her headpiece just walking yes. off the plane, <laughs> just the beauty with the wind blowing, and she's looking, and she's graceful, just the grace of her walk walking off the plane. It just that whole so sight is it, just beautiful, and and I can't let brother. Get away, you know. I, I'm just saying, brother, for right now, trying to get the name right in my head. <laughs> but I can't get him, let him get away because uh-uh. as he was doing the commentary on the Facebook Live, the believers were, we were just like lit up. We was having, I mean, I literally stopped work for the two hours. I, I put down the computer just to watch. <laughs> I was like, okay, nothing else mattered. The ministers right here. And mm-hmm. brother was defending the minister, and the naysayers was coming on there. He was getting out the sword, chop, chop, another one, <laughs> chop, chop. Um, this is the goal right here. This is gold. Naysayer, chop, chop. And over there we see, I mean, he would just <laughs> nicely slice it. He said, look, I'm not worried about what you're saying because what you can't get in a book is what we watching right now. I'm just yeah. trying to show the yeah. believers something. With yeah. the, you know, he defended it so Beautiful, but like you said, I wish someone would come out their mouth and say we're not real Muslims. The honor and respect that was given to the minister, that that story is going to have to be told over and over again for us to really comprehend. And and you have to go there to see what we y'all went through to say y'all were there, y'all went here, y'all was there, and y'all had this. That's right. Then people kind of really get the magnitude. When we when we performed Umrah, the Al Haram assigned uh, a personal um, I, don't, I don't know what you would call them like a, a personal guide to us. And for the entire time we were performing Umrah, this official at Al Haram was walking us through all the things that we were supposed to say at the right times and the way to do certain things, and so. We actually had our own guide during Umrah assigned to us from uh, the Al Haram, and so, uh, and I will say, uh, brother Terrence, you know, you know, Sister Ava, you know, she knows how much I love her representation. That's right. And and the one thing that I've learned is because when you're when you're in the public, like on this blog show and on VON and just the town hall meetings and, and how things can come up and come at you and you're just, she's just trained, supremely <laughs> trained on how to be agile in her thinking and instantly draw on something that we've been taught to respond right. in that moment. And I'm saying that because you know I, I don't really... I'm not out there like that, and I, I must admit, though, to say, but you know, I've I've watched some people raise up, you know, on the internet on us, and just almost said, you know, if the minister ever sanctioned me to get out there and and go at some folk, I would just be like on ten, and so <laughs> because so I'm doing this live feed, 
and then I see some 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 negativity pop up on this feed. I'm like, well, I didn't go looking for it, but the damn show came to me. So since it came to me, I'm going to address it in the way that I want to address it. And so uh, all praise is due to Allah. And, but the believers need to know. And that's, that's the value of Sister Ava being out there as much as she is because the believers get to hear how to defend yes, what it is. Exactly. They get to see how to defend the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You know, and so those things not just equips the believer, but also enlivens their spirit to let them know, hey, 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 y'all, we have been given an invincible truth. So, and, and some some are are fashioned for the front line, like Sister Ava, like yourself, Brother Terrence, those who don't mind being out for Brother Ishmael, Brother Nuri, Brother Abdul uh, uh, Malik out in L.A. So my point is that was just an opportunity that uh and I've been told to Ava that I need to reactivate my Facebook page. <laughs> I uh <laughs> wait. I made a post I made a post at the uh behest of my uh, executive assistant, Sister Michelle, and said, you Well you should post it on your own website, your name, right? My last post before <laughs> this one last week was uh April of twenty fifteen. So <laughs> so that's just not so I'm, I'm gonna try and get better. I'm gonna try and get better uh, at getting out there. But but it's a beautiful thing, you know. And the believers yeah. have to know to see those in leadership out on the battlefield in the ring dealing with others who want to raise up on us, and and it's important. So I thank you, Sister Ava, for all that you've done and the length of time that you've been on the front lines, and mm-hmm. you, you, your fashion for it, and that is why. I mean, and who who could say, who could say we in the nation of Islam uh, oppress women when the national spokesperson for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is a woman and well able to hold her own with any man? So uh, that's how you know that a lot of people are blowing smoke, and they really do that to to impact. Those who just are comp- not strong in their own thought process because you can yeah. just see past yeah. falsehood so easily if you just paid a little closer attention. Mm. Praise mm-hmm. be to Allah. Well, I wanted nah, to I, say I, this. I know you indicated you couldn't be on. On I, I was hoping we could get one or two questions in. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, we're we're gonna uh, start. Let me let me pull this up. And I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I was thinking about that a few minutes ago. I said, man, I just get sucked in when I get on. Right. The phone. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say a word. I was like, keep going. <laughs> I just I love it. I mean, I just love it though. That's the thing. It's like it's the oh. energy is so great that I just like man. I just take. Like a vortex you love just gets sucked Islam. in. You, you just you're That's a right. lover of Islam. You love these teachings. You you love being yes. a Muslim. That's, yes. That's what it is. Yes. I'll praise you for a lot. So praise we we got uh, brother Yusuf. Brother Yusuf, we still All have right. uh, brother Saad for a few minutes, and so we wanted to see if we could get get you all in. Some of the callers. Assalamu alaikum, sir. Brother Youssef? 
Yes. Uh, Assalamualaikum, family. All right, all right. Everything is everything is is, is okay. Yes. Uh, here in New Orleans again. Uh, they're really trying to push black people out. Um, at first, I didn't think it was it's the water situation, and people were complaining. Uh, they're getting bills four and five hundred dollars per month on just water bill. And when I first heard of this, I just thought, well, maybe they're just not paying their bill, but it's not that. I, I talked to a few people today, and they're really trying to push us out. But uh, there's something I saw on Instagram last night and from Los Angeles, the homeless. And, you know, we think about the homeless, but there's a lot of other things that come with that. I mean, they have to use the bathroom on the streets in buckets. I mean, in a... In America, really? It's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just unbelievable, and it was really disturbing. And uh, they have about at least thirty to forty thousand people that are homeless out there, and they said the stench is just unbelievable. So our people, you know, we're going through a lot, and uh, we're going to have to do something about this. Uh, we have to hit them financially. That's the only answer. We have we don't have to do violence, but financially we have to hit these people. It's it's just gone too far. But family, um, from now on, I will be calling you from Jamaica. Oh, right. I will be yes uh, yes I will be leaving on Tuesday morning, and that will be my. Uh, my new home, Discovery Bay, which is about, oh, 20 minutes outside of Ocherias. It's a beautiful place, and it's so, <laughs> to see just our people, especially in Montego Bay, it's just, un- when I first saw it, and just, all you saw was black. I said, wow, this is beautiful, unbelievable. But anyway, uh, I will be calling, definitely, so the next time you hear me, and uh, maybe I'll just have a little different accent. So, uh, you know, remember me in your prayers and everything, and definitely our struggle goes on no matter where we are in this world. All right. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. So, uh, Allah bless you all, and let's keep the struggle going on. And uh, Allah is wonderful. He's just, you know, um, I'll be living in a pretty nice place and everything, and I I give him all the praise. So just remember me in your prayers. And, uh, and we, let's keep let's keep the struggle going on because it's, it's going to yeah, be man. hard. But we we've got to change what's going on in this country. It's it's just it's it's hard. It's horror, really. We know. So we're gonna Follow we're gonna we're gonna. That's right. <laughs> that's thank right. Well, so thank much, you, brother, and safe travels. Safe travels. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> Yes, sir. And, and just okay. to point out, um, information. Oh, go ahead, Dr. David. No, I was, I was going to bring up another caller, but go ahead. Yes, ma'am. No, I was okay. going to say a point of information. Yeah. Criminal charges were dropped in Flint on federal and state level, so they still not getting any justice in Flint. And when you talk about the whole issue of water, I meant to bring that up. Yes, early. sir. And the, the time has come for us to submit. You know, Islam means to submit to the will of God. It's just time to submit and follow the directives of That's right. the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's, 
it's time to go for self. That's right. We we just have we you know we say we have to change this. No, we have to change us. You know, a law change is not the condition of a people until they change themselves. We have to we have to move away from within the paradigm of Satan's reality into our own. Uh, but we have Sister Ula. I'm hoping we can get some questions um, about Mecca. Assalamu alaikum, right. Sister Ula. Sister Ula, going once. Once. Going once. <laughs> You're live. All righty, we'll, we'll try you again. I think some, some of us go on, on mute. All right, Brother Daryl has a comment. Brother Daryl? Assalamu alaikum, family. Yes, yeah, so I just uh to our brother I don't want to mess up his name. Uh I was thinking a lot uh, okay, thank you for pronouncing it for me because I got but um I just wanna thank the minister and Allah giving him the name to give to our brothers and sisters. Uh, as he was speaking yeah. about the journey going up the hill with uh I found out it was a uh, Caucasian, even though she's still a Muslim, and the way they looked, and the sister wouldn't let him go until she got all the way down. That's going to go into history, and uh, maybe he get a translator to read what she's saying. But just by them looking at our sisters, like you said, the brothers are dressed in white, and the uh, sisters are dressed in black. By them looking at the sisters, that's going to bring a new attire to them, which we know they have to follow us. And I love when you say Sister Cass wearing her cape. That is the mm-hmm. beauty yeah. of our and from America there. And as he was speaking about the journey of going up the hill, I was just flashing through the channel and I was listening to something similar to what he was saying. If you're not in shape, uh, it was about these uh, gorillas. They said it's about 13 different gorillas. And they had a journalist go over there, and she was saying they fought against them killing up a lot of the gorillas. But as she was going through the journey, and they took a helicopter flight over there, and she said if they wouldn't have been in no type of shape, they wouldn't have been able to make it. And when they made it there, now check out how she said this. She said now when they were looking at the gorillas, she was looking at the families like maybe 34, and the guy that was taking them through the tour was giving the ages and everything. And she said they stood there for about 90 minutes. And they never even paid them any attention, uh, try to feel threatening. But she said they stood at 90 men said, what if the people who was like this in America, you know, looking at the uh, beauty of animals that's at peace. And she used that uh, language that what if the people were like this. So now we know why, because we are living among enemies. But she was just saying if they wasn't in shape, they wouldn't have been able to make that journey. So I understand what the brother's saying climbing that mountain and, and is in a slant and you are not in shape, then you won't make it just like going to Mount Everest. They were saying a lot of people was trying to make their journey and a lot of them died going up. So I thank Allah for the minister blessing you, brother, and those that made it. And he blessing you with your name. May Allah continue to bless you, beloved. And may Allah continue to watch your show. I'm going to keep the show going. So say, if I have tried your show, I know they said there must be a lot of kinks for Tuesday. I couldn't get in. He kept telling me it would put me in, but I never got in. So I tried it again just Tuesday. So there's still a lot of problems going on with the show. 
Well, yeah, the, the, the technical issues with NoOneRadio.com, because it is it is a news station. It's very state-of-the-art, but they're working out uh, the kinks. And with my show, they I think they just weren't prepared for the listenership. On the first Tuesday, we both Tuesdays, we had 20,000 people, mm. and that exceeded the capacity of their website, and it crashed the okay. website. And the uh, okay. NFA, of course, they're going to move to where they, uh, uh, instead of you seeing it in the archives, you'll be able to see it streaming live. But it is available on Facebook Live. And um, so I think before the show ends, maybe we can name uh, the links or sources on Facebook Live. Where you can that That's where most people listen and watch it. Okay, thank you. I tried to. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But but they do have a Facebook page, NoOneRadio.com. They do have a Facebook page, and they broadcast from there as well. And then that okay, that'll you. come for the time being. The the little technical difficulties. Same thing with taking calls. They're they're working on that as well. All right. Thank you right. so much for the yeah. And Doctor, if I want to emphasize what you just said, hopefully the callers got questions to hear about this great journey in Mecca. We don't want to miss this opportunity. This is an exclusive show tonight, y'all. This is an exclusive show. No, it it, it is. It's, it's, this is a once. I, I guess we need to bring attention to the fact that this is a life lifetime. It's, it's a life a event. Got me in, but they would have. It would have took me back. I think his mic is still on, so we gotta mute that oh, mic. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. You're tough. Oh, but th- this is not only a as as the delegation members uh testimony indicated you know to a person they all spoke about this being you know the the major event of life and and how life changing right. it is for them but it, it, it it's also that for the nation for the nation of right. islam that's right you know and brother uh brother Demetric uh made a book a journal um student minister Dimitri Muhammad uh where during Ramadan you he gives you a guide to the daily readings of the Quran and then you can also make notes but he also has some historical uh perspectives on the nation of Islam and I think it, it it's uh, relevant to what just occurred with this delegation and what the members of the delegation, along with the minister, were able to demonstrate to those they encountered and then those who who are going to be seeing this, because this is going to ultimately be seen beyond our community. And, And it's going to silence that already dying myth that we're not real Muslims. That's already. That's right. But I think this is going to be the nail 
in in the coffin of the the hypocrites and and enemies uh of our people's freedom but there is a um brother Demetric uh is quoting in his book that I wanted to share tonight um from a uh a historian by the name of Daniel Pipes who wrote a book how Elijah Muhammad won and he's a very well-known historian and ex with expertise on the Middle East and Islam. Uh, but this little short few sentences I think is very powerful because what year is this? This is 2019, right? Yes, he wrote, um, said about 1 million African Americans now identify themselves as Muslims, and a visit to the black section of any fair-sized American town quickly confirms the presence not only of an Islamic infrastructure, mosques, schools, halal stores, carrying Islamic clothing, but also an active and ambitious drive to propagate propagate Islam. So vital is this movement that the director of a Christian effort to stem its headway has made a memorable prediction of his own. Quote, if the conversion rate continues unchanged, Islam could become the dominant religion in black urban areas by the year 2020. Mm. That's next year. You know what? I believe it's going to happen. Because it is happening. And we're getting help um, from DJ Trump. He's helping us uh, do this. That's a good one to say. It goes to the Honorable Elijah saying, Allah will make you separate. So this incredible journey. Uh, the, the 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 separation movement getting active, the nationalist community pushing on reparations, and they know good and well. That's why they called for him. They can't have any kind of conference around reparations without the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So you have reparations on the forefront, and it's the the uh, Democratic presidential candidates are all being forced to speak on it. All right. Um, and then, of course, um, as, as the caller said, life in America has become almost uh, impossible. I think all these things together are are going to result in, in this sudden, which the minister has talked about, the, this ocean, this sea of black people, particularly the black youth. They're going to come into Islam. And and so we need to be found preparing ourselves, and and I think it's important that um, this took place at this time. This this was beautiful. Okay, so, brother um, brother Sa'ad Muhammad Ali Muhammad. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, if if you could uh, just make a couple of more. Uh, Comments because I think most of our callers want to weigh in on on other things, and uh, I think we well, should do that next week. 
I, 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 I would rather. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I'll, I'll say this, um, and, and there was a, a sense that when we went over there, we weren't going as individuals. We were going as representatives of our community. That's right. And the nation of of Islam, and let me be real specific, the nation of Islam. And so we went with a sense of um, beyond just purpose but representation because we knew that, you know, I don't say all eyes would be on us, but enough eyes would be on us to see how would we handle ourselves and how would these individuals, and I have to admit and must say that it was just awesome to consider that we were walking through the home city of Master Farad Muhammad, you know, that he traveled all to every inhabited part of this planet looking for us, left, left that very city, and then only for us to return to where he was born. And so you're talking about full circle. You know, it was just a tremendous effort. It was it was as if he came looking for we who were lost. And then for us to return as a delegation, it was a stamp that we had been found and was returning to the root of civilization as we've been taught. And so it was it was just a significant, tremendous experience and for us to make prayer at three and four in the morning at the Kaaba, you know, to perform Umrah and I must say that over time, Sister Ava and to your listeners, over time I think more information and more understanding will come about because every ritual has some uh, fulfillment because it is a sign of something. And we engaged in certain rituals, but at the end of the day, you know, we know that these rituals would be fulfilled in something. And I, I'm going a, I'm to a throw this out as food for thought to save us. Uh, is it could it be a coincidence that, which we don't believe in coincidences, but that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, instituted an, uh, an activity that was designed to have the Muslim uh, remember Allah. And so they have these vicar beats, right, that you say, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allah waqbah. And I bought some when I was there, but Imam Sultan used to guide us through it after Juma prayer. And you say, subhanAllah, 11 times. Alhamdulillah, 11 times. Allah walked by 11 times for a total of 33. So in this one exercise, you have 11 and 33. And the man that we follow right now to the most honorable Muhammad was born on May 11, 33. Now, I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that, 1,400 years ago, 
the servant of Allah instituted an activity for the remembrance of Allah. We are, we, to be clear, we're not saying that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is Allah. What we are saying is that he represents Allah and his servant. And here yes. that we are taught that Master Fahd Muhammad was willed into existence by the originator of the universe 76-plus trillion years ago. And since the originator saw Master Fard Muhammad, we have to believe that he also saw the one that Master Fard Muhammad would raise up in their servant, the Honorable Minister yeah. Louis Farrakhan, and over time left little clues and cues so that in the future, when the fulfillment would be present, we would have some idea already in our mind that this man that we're looking at is greater than we perceive him to be. And so I would just offer that anyone who has ever heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teach knows that he's no ordinary man. And so as we, as we visited what's called Al-Bayt Allah, the house of Allah, we know that Allah does not dwell in structures made by man's hands. But the Muslim Elijah Muhammad says in message to the black man that a spirit would not have any expression were it not for a body. And so when his teacher said when his teacher said that this man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, is full of the fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit of Allah. He was full of the fire of the Holy Spirit of Allah. That means there was no room left, and there's no room left for anything else other than for this man <laughs> to be full of the Spirit. And so I'm just saying that we're walking <laughs> with a man who is far greater than we realize him to be. And over time, I believe more will come out by the grace of Allah. And all the believer has to do in the nature of Father is just, just hold fast. Just hold fast. We have seen this script play out before. When the believers thought that Most Honorable Muhammad was dead and then fell into and under the spell and the trance of some foreign doctrine that had no history of raising the dead to life. Yeah. The entire nation of Islam as we knew it went to zero, went to nothing. The sisters came out of the garments, but we're not mad at and hating on anybody who had to play that part because it set the stage for the servant of Allah to start from nothing but with the word of his teacher. And on that mm. word was able to, by the grace of Allah, recapture and reclaim the majesty of what his teacher gave us in the nation of Islam. And so that's how you prove that's how you prove a theory to be true, because if one scientist does something, it's not true until another scientist can follow the same formula and get the same result. And that is what has happened in the nation of Islam. So I'm grateful for everybody that had to play a part that then set the stage for this man to stand back up and prove the truth of the teachings of the Most Solemn Elijah Muhammad. So all we have to do is hold on. So when? When it is said that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is dead, please, please, we've seen that script play out before. And we don't have – it doesn't end well 
for those who believe that, and he will not be physically dead. That's right. He will not be physically dead. He will be with his father being prepared for the next phase of his mission. And so for all the believers that are listening, just by the grace of Allah, hold on as best you can. And I'm so, I'm praying that I can hold on as well through those dark hours. But the, the, the devil's going to rise up. Satan's going to rise up thinking and believing that he's in control, not knowing and really appreciating that Allah and the most honorable Muhammad already got their end already written. So I just wanted to offer that. I just wanted to offer that because we are living in a special time. We are living in a special time, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is without a shadow of a doubt the servant of Allah and Abbas. Mm, mm, mm. Hmm. That's a very special so, gift to us all. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Yeah. Thank you. Brothers, thank you for having me on your show, uh, Sir Saver. Like, do you know what a gift this is? And, and I hope we all appreciate Oh, I hope we appreciate this. I hope we comprehend this last hour or so that we've had. And and we look forward to next uh, Wednesday. Uh, yes, ma'am. Wednesday night. Those of us who are registered uh, to get more. But I, I think that what you gave us and, and the eloquence of it, you know, you're, you're talking about, yeah, you do need to get your page back up and activate it and, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you need to get out of here, brother, uh, because you have a unique money to give now. You know, on top of you, you already have the gift of communication as an attorney. Uh, anyway, you're a litigator, uh-huh. but now, now there's a whole other dimension that that we all have been uh, rejuvenated by and. We we thank a lot that that's busy. People cannot imagine how busy you are. Uh, but to do this tonight, we we, we thank a lot for you, brother Saad. Yes, man. Well, I, I must admit, I have I have to admit to say, when Brother Terrence sent me that text, I did reflect <laughs> on the fatigue that is running through my body, and I said, well, yeah. duty duty calls. Duty calls, so let me go ahead and uh, get it together. And you're right; I only intended to be on for an hour uh, or less. And but I, I just so thoroughly enjoy myself whenever I come on. So thank you again, and may Allah continue blessing. Please, sister, Ava, keep up the good work. We really need you to keep uh, running with this banner that you're holding high for so long. Oh, so yeah, thank you so much. As I say, meanwhile. We are global We got our international And our domestic uh, Agenda And and it's been yes, moved ma'am. on, on both. Thank you beloved My all pleasure right. Thank you all Thank you brother Terrence Assalamualaikum Waalaikum salam Oh that was, that was awesome That was so awesome We We have because we we are running out of time. That was phenomenal. Um, we have uh, our international correspondent, contributor, and an analyst, Brother Ruben Muhammad. And I can't think of a, a better way to close than than with him. 
because we, we've been on a global level tonight, Brother Terrence. <laughs> All right, Brother <laughs> Ruben. Brother Ruben, assalamu alaikum. Oh, wa alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava, and to all of the panel and all of the listeners. I'm sorry to come on late. I had to attend to uh, some medical uh, uh, issues for my, my daughter, and I, uh, but uh, I did hear uh, quite a lot of it. I, I was on, but I couldn't get on. And uh, what a blessing uh, today's show is. What a blessing. So, um, assalamu alaikum to everyone. Wa alaikum salam, beloved. Let me just say, I don't know if uh, Brother Saad is uh, listening, but congratulations to him uh, and, and all of the oh, delegation yeah. returning home safely and everyone who received their holy names. Uh, so we've got to relearn uh, some new names now, which is wonderful. And uh, thank you. I just wanted to say to, to uh, Brother Saad and Imam Sultan, uh, uh, Brother Malik, uh, everyone who was sharing with us on the, the photos and the live feeds because of social media today and just speaking for myself here uh you know when i shared and and, and resent those pictures and live feeds they went everywhere to people i interact with uh pakistan dubai africa asia europe uh here in australia you know so um, today we have the ability to communicate this wonderful journey that you know, this was kind of the precedent was set. Uh, we in 2019 now, but it reminded me a little bit of um, um, uh, the journey that the messenger, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, took uh, during his pilgrimage to Mecca, which was in December 1959, so 60 years ago. Wow. And, of course, at that time, that's I was right. old then, but uh, <laughs> that's right, I was... Uh, uh, I was, um, yes, my parents were not, yeah, they were, they were very young even at that age. Uh, but um, we, we, we have the history. We could go and look at the photos now later mm-hmm. on. But, you know, this thing with yes, uh, modern technology where we could get it live, instant, and then show the whole world. So all praises due to Allah. And thank you to everyone who shared uh, those photos. They've gone everywhere. And we will start to see the impact of this journey as we get more information as well. So look, very quickly, because I know time's running and I want to stay on point. A few things have happened this week uh, over, uh, if we want to start in Asia, Hong Kong especially. This is the time, this is the week where the Tiananmen Square incident took place 30 years ago in 1989. And we can go back to our history uh, lessons. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, has has spoken on it and has told us, and if you haven't heard it, go get the tapes from the final call, the effect, him watching the tanks running over, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the young students in, uh, in, in China uh, and what that did and how mm-hmm. it guided him, mm-hmm. etc. But yeah. that's right. This is the 30th year since that happened. Of course, uh, the news stations mm-hmm. in China were very quiet about it. They don't talk about that incident there. But right now in Hong Kong, literally across the sea from them, um, it, it, protests are taking place, a very violent protest with the police and whatnot. Um, there have been hundreds of thousands of people. Some to- reports are giving up to a million people out on the street. So go online and see and read and understand what is taking place in that side of the world. Trade war, of course, is going on with China. Uh, the trade war with Mexico has been kind of averted for now anyway. But uh, there was a very interesting report that's gone on CNN worldwide. We're getting it here in Australia about how, you know, they they, they did a a, a toll, uh, 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 like a toll or a a search.
survey, I should say, 600 companies, including Walmart, Costco, Target, all of these big, giant, multinational companies are all warning uh, President Trump that, look, this trade war is really going to hurt American citizens and do serious damage to the U.S. economy. So, again, coming back to what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us about how China would rise and how China is ready to take this right into the next century if they have to. Uh, And while that is taking place, Africa and the African Union, the African nations uh, are, are bucking this trend of going at it alone. Uh, So what they're now trying to do is really work on a free trade deal uh, of creating a one Africa market, similar, I guess, to what you would say uh, the European Union is. So very good to see that the nations in Africa, this had been tried and they were trying to do it uh, through the African Union when um, President Muammar Gaddafi was alive. And and uh, uh, but, you know, things took a step back after his country was taken over and and he was assassinated. And while we're in Africa, family, let's not forget what is going on in Sudan. Uh, South Sudan, North Sudan, that was part of the old Egyptian um, uh, nation or Kemet, as you know, before they called it Egypt. Uh, Egypt is a Greek name, but it was called Kemet. And we need to look deeply and understand what's going on there because that'll have big repercussions throughout the continent of Africa perhaps even all the way into the West. So go online and see there is a chaos going on there. A coup took place, and there's been a lot of uh, perhaps even a civil war may erupt again is what they're saying. So I want to get off quickly, but I want to take us to, again, uh, the scientists of this world proving to the world the the truth uh, that Allah gave us through the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He told us about the inhabited planets and Today, you can go online and you can see what they're saying about Jupiter's moon Europa. They're now finally admitting again uh, that um, this moon has the right kind of salt water, sodium chloride, the kind of same water that if you went and tasted the sea, that's what they got on that moon. So, again, bearing witness to the truth, (laughs) and no matter how much money they spend and how many satellites and rockets they send up to bring back, they're always bearing witness to what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us before they ever left this planet to even go to the moon and bear witness to it. So let's keep following every single instruction that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is giving us to guide us safely to the other side. So I'm going to get off, let others come on. But uh, thank you to uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the delegation that went and came back safely. And may Allah continue to bless us all. Uh, with success. I love you, family. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Excellent report, uh, Brother Ruben. And I just want to say, oh, yes, sir. Um, There was something you said. I had a brain freeze. Now I can't ask the follow-up question, but perhaps you can uh, stay on the line and maybe we can uh, come back. Uh, to you, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack and see if I can, in these uh, last eight minutes or so, uh, try to pick up some of the callers we had missed, and I know we lost some. Some of the calls dropped, but uh, I felt it was just, and and so did Brother Terrence. Brother Terrence, are you still here? Okay, we lost him, but I we we felt that it was important that um, this 
journey. Oh, here I go. Uh, I was beeped out, but I'm here. You're back. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you had to uh, take a move somewhere or go to another part of the planet. But no, I was just no, telling no. brother Ruben that um, you know we, we you and I didn't meet, we weren't uh, trying to be disparaging to the callers, but it it was truly a blessing to have uh, one of our national officials and uh, members of the executive council who actually made the journey uh, to come on. And, and what I neglected to, to uh, ask Brother Saad about and, and bring out to the uh, listeners and remind us of, and I know most of us, I, I, I was so taken when the minister called in from Mecca um, on, right. the, on the 30th day of Ramadan, um, and and you know everything he says is is overwhelming. But when he um, stated that he said whether I'm living or dead, there will be ten thousand of us that thousand. will go. Right. right. You know, and he, he has been saying that for a number of That's years, right. which means it will come to pass. And That's and right. so it almost brings. It brings tears to my eyes when I think of the impact that Seventeen had. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Reuben, Brother Terrence, that you know Seventeen and the delegation. Look at the impact they had. You know, right. both on that end and this end. So ten thousand. Thousand. Come on. And and this is the best part of the planet Earth. And as the minister has explained to us, uh, it doesn't look, that part of the world doesn't look like it did um, before deportation of Moon and and other events that followed. And it will not look like that when we ultimately return to live there. We're, we're, uh, We're quite a few years from that because uh, first we have to separate from God's enemy right here within the continental United States. And the life we're going to be living uh, in our own separate state or territory is going to prepare us and purge us of of the remnants of thinking like God's enemy. So that we can go home Because that was the other thing He kept saying uh, We're home We're at home And so I, I just want to bring that up Because when he says we're home He doesn't mean An, an Arab dominated uh, right. land He's talking about What is described as the original home of the God The self-created God On this uh, planet earth that's right. And, and, and Dr. Ava, yeah. I wanted to add on to the one thing that you just said. And I, I really want the people, and, and as Brother um, side was saying, we honor you. I mean, we honor you. And, you know, I, I was blessed to join the nation in 1995. And one year after joining, I was blessed by Allah to start working with you and Brother Darius 
So being on this journey and seeing, you know, the expansion and your growth, and when you went down to Atlanta and all of the years, and then two years later bringing you to North Carolina A&T, I mean, just seeing the growth, and I'm saying this to say that you're, you're in, in a sense, one of our structures and pillars of uh, of the nation, one of our so it's on one of our big news anchors and TV special and superstars of the nation. So when the superstar has access to someone to come on the show, that's like an exclusive. So it's almost like Oprah Winfrey has an exclusive on the show. Nothing else is discussed. So like you said, it's not to not that's call us, but it's, 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 it's to really give emphasis that you are been having access to an exclusive that this delegation literally no, just no. came back from the messenger of God from Mecca where the minister was happy and to understand <laughs> that. So that's the magnitude of what we were trying to convey. And the reality is that when he talks about defense of us being Muslims, how can you say that we're not Muslims when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, as we know, when Muammar Gaddafi was alive, he was a head of state treated like the head of state in Libya, and then he was treated like a head of state, which he is, in Iran. And then we're seeing at the Holy House of Mecca, Jeddah, Riyadh, that the minister Medina. from the king of Saudi, Medina, king of Saudi, had him. So that's no question. Let's dispute all that question. And we already walked through before he went to Mecca his role as Jesus on the crucifixion with all of the churches that he's been through. I, so the magnitude of what our brother brought was so significant that I just don't want us to really underestimate when the time that was given. You literally, everybody's when it's called, literally got an exclusive insight. To yeah, something true. that yeah, some true. of the believers ain't gonna get until Wednesday night if they ain't listen to the right. show. So that's, that's right. what you were trying to say. I just want people to be really clear and I also to buffer that. what Brother um, Ruben said. Please go see what's going on this, with the Sudan. Uh, they're not gonna tell us, but we know that the minister had mentioned the Sudan years ago about the oil reserves in there, but just what's going on in that oh. part of. The world is very significant. Mm, mm, mm. That, that was powerful, brother. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. No, thank you. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, you really laid out what I what I couldn't figure out how to get across. This was an exclusive interview, and we we don't want to be found missing the magnitude of of what just happened. And then sometimes we just we get caught up in the day-to-day um, interactions with the devil right. okay, yes. that, 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 mm-hmm. that are negative, they are countless. You know, we could, we could spend two lifetimes itemizing the evil actions of the devil. The, the, the minister wrote in the study guide, when we master self, the devil will no longer exist on the planet. And I asked him about the meaning of that, and he said it means that even though for a period of time white people will still be pregnant, but they will be neutralized. Before they go off the planet entirely, their power has to be neutralized. And that's what we have to think on now is how do we empower self and what 
Brother Sa'ad just brought us is self-empowering. So I got the 90-second signal, and I really want to thank, oh, man, Brother Terrence, thank you so much for reaching out to Brother Sa'ad. It's crazy to Allah. 36-hour journey back home for taking time to come on. Brother Ruben, your patience, your scholarship, your preparation, your willingness to come and, and give us knowledge and, and wisdom we would not otherwise have, thank you. We thank Sister Rona for setting up this program and fielding calls and doing all kinds of stuff in the background that we can't fathom. And uh, we just want to say to all of you, may Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. We are breathlessly awaiting next Wednesday evening, and we'll talk about that part of that which we can talk about from it um, on next Thursday. Thank you all so much. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. Alhamdulillah.